0: Hi and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the words of encouragement podcast i pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health best of strength and most importantly in the best of spirits especially with everything that is going on out there every living single thing my god each and every day it just keeps getting worse And worse, but nevertheless, God is still in control, and Jesus Christ is still Lord, and he's still coming again. So thank God for that, because boy, I'm telling you. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all praises, all honor, and all glory to Father God Almighty, who art in heaven, our, you know, his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and of course, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, our teacher, our intercessor, you know? So I just want to start by saying that before I go any further, because without them, I am nothing. I can do nothing apart from Christ, and neither can you or any one of us. But through Christ Jesus, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. And of course, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode. So once again, I'd like to, you know, take some time out real quickly to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, whether it's by hitting play or, you know, hitting download, sharing the episode or anything like that. I just want to take this time out to acknowledge you and to say thank you to each and every one of you. God bless you. And I truly appreciate it. So to God be all honor and all glory. Happy Holy Week to each and every one of you. I hope and pray that each and every one of you had a wonderful week and that you also enjoyed your Good Friday, which actually happened to be yesterday. And I hope that you were able to reflect on the work that was done on the cross by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I had a wonderful day yesterday. I really did. Um, I was off and I truly give God thanks that I was off because I've worked many jobs where, I don't know, the the last time I was off on a job on a Good Friday was back in the days when I was working for the hospital, still living in New York City. And prior to that, of course, would be when I was living in the Caribbean because we do um, observe Good Friday, the Sunday, and the Monday. So to be able to work at a place where they do shut down, and it's actually the city kind of does it, thank God for that. And just stop, whether you're a believer or not, that's it, it stops. And for that, I am truly, truly very, very, very thankful. But I had a great good Friday, woke up early, you know, and I, you know, got up as I, you know, I I gave God thanks for, of course, waking me up to see another holy week. You know, about three years ago, Holy Week, we were on lockdown. But either way, it was still Holy Week. Didn't make a difference. Holy Week is Holy Week, whether you're in lockdown or not. You know, God is holy. His son, Jesus Christ, is holy. The spirit is holy. That's it. But yeah, and you know, um, I prepared myself some dishes. And man, I, I just plugged in my Bluetooth speaker. And man, oh my God, I just spent... The better part of the day, just listening to sermons after sermons. Oh my goodness. And I think I probably knocked out like four sermons from one of my all-time favorite pastors. And of course, I am going to be, if I can, um, doing an episode where I share some of my favorite pastors. Um, That is just such a blessing. I was able to listen to like four episodes back to back from uh, Pastor Charles Lawson and a couple of his visiting um, pastors. And listen, this is a church that God truly is in for sure. The pastor is truly a gift from God. But let me tell you, even when he is not speaking and he has guest speakers, even they bring the word at the same measure some true men of God and I hope and pray that I am able to go and visit this church one day before it is all said and done but yeah so um that's what I was while doing that while I was busy cooking um of course I have to read my word too now um but yeah I was listening to my sermons and I mean just catching up on a lot of my Christian podcasts and stuff like that because I, I I'm really subscribed to a lot of them and yesterday I prepared um a nice oven fried fish with metamji or metamje, which is a um Guyanese Caribbean dish that I actually saw for the first I think the first time seeing was about a week ago. And I'm like, hmm, I can do this. And that's what I did this year. Um normally in the Caribbean growing up, and they still adhere to it to this day. On Good Fridays. We do not eat no type of meat. We just eat fish, whether it's in the form of baked, fried, boiled, or codfish, which is our salt fish. That's what um, we eat on Good Fridays. Um, They believed in eating just a fish, nothing with blood in it. So we eat the fish. So yes, I continue it, even though I no longer live there. I still continue doing the same thing because yeah, I eat the fish and I made myself a nice you know fish dish and I give God thanks and it was really good and yeah I do have some left over so yeah tonight I'm gonna to be I'm gonna be chopping down on some of that so yeah so anyway enough of that today is April 8th 2023 and where I'm at the temperature is currently 49 degrees And a few minutes ago, actually, it was raining very heavily. Um, It is, well, it's not overcast, it's cloudy. And that's okay, because sometimes you need some cloudy days. Even though I'm a sunshine girl, but yeah, sometimes those cloudy days, those rainy, cloudy, gray days are needed because you know what? It helps you to sit still, even though it's hard for me to sit still sometimes. But sometimes it kind of helps you that you don't got to go out the house to go run, do this, run, go do that. It's just being able to sit and it just brings like a different type of calm. Something to that effect. Well, anyway, the time now is currently 4.42 p.m. hmm 4.42. Now, if you were accustomed to listening to me, you know, normally might the time don't be the kind of times so when I'm recording. It's normally either at, at, at night or the wee hours of the morning. So me being able to record this at 4.42 p.m., that in itself is a blessing. And now, I am currently sipping, or what I have in my cup is just plain water. And the name and title of today's episode is, He is Risen, the King and the Cross. And actually, today's episode is going to be inspired from Mark 15 and Mark 16. This is episode 119. So as we go straight into the episode or into the meat of the episode, first up, I will be reading from Mark 15 and Mark 16 from out of the New King James Version, because yes, that is the version that I use, and that is the version at this point that I prefer, um, along with the the King James Version, but... I normally like to use the New King James version. So that's the version that I will be reading from. So after I am finished, I will be back. And then, of course, we will jump in to my commentary or my observations that I observed while doing the reading on Mark 15 and 16 for this episode. So see you then. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Mark 15. Jesus faces Pilate. And also in Mark 15, we'll be covering taking the place of Barabbas, the soldiers mock Jesus, the king, on a cross. And of course, Jesus dies on the cross. Jesus is buried in Joseph's tomb. And like I said before, I will be reading from the New King James Version. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to him, It is as you say. And the chief priest Accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast, He was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude crying aloud began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them saying, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priest had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him whom you call king of the Jews. So they cried out again, crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them and he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium and they called together the whole garrison and they clothed him with purple and they twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head and began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews. Then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him and bowing the knee they worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off of him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by to bear his cross. And they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated, place of a skull. Then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh to drink but he did not take it. And when they crucified him they divided his garments casting lots for them to determine what every man should take. Now it was the third hour and they crucified him and the inscription of his accusation was written above the king of the Jews. With him, they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. And likewise, the chief priests also mocking amongst themselves with the scribe said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now when the sixth hour had come, There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabakatini, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who stood by, when they heard that said, Look, he is calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that, he cried out like this and breathed his last. He said, truly, this man was the son of God. There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Less and Joseph and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Now, even when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking courage, went into Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus Pilate marveled that he was already dead and summoning the centurion. He asked him if he had been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he bought fine linen, took him down and wrapped him in the linen. And he laid him in a tomb which had been hewed out of the rock and rolled a stone Against the door of the tomb, and Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, observed where he was laid. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Okay, so welcome back. So I am going to be actually, I gathered some, I guess, some talking points or actually some notes of my readings or observation from my reading of math, excuse me, of Mark 15 and Mark 16. So that's exactly what I will be sharing with you in this particular episode, along with some commentary at the end. So let's start with Mark 15. Now, we heard, as I was reading, or if you were reading along with me, you saw where Jesus was bound and, of course, he was handed over to be crucified. Now, this is something we may not quite see here yet, even though you see it in different forms, um the level of persecution towards Christians are is a little more subtle, whereas in other countries you know like um a lot of Muslim territory countries, in places where they do not receive the gospel or do not you know serve the Lord as their the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. A lot of the believers there go through heavy persecution, deadly persecution. So here we see Jesus himself who was bound and handed over to be crucified. He was accused of many things that were either false accusations or based on what they heard him say. Of course, which they did not understand because, of course, they did not believe. So they, because they did not believe that he was from God, let alone that he was the son of God. They couldn't understand. They couldn't comprehend. You understand? So because they couldn't understand and comprehend what he was saying because they did not believe. They felt what he was saying was untrue. And of course. They started accusing him of saying that he was the son of God. And in addition to that, they were also hurling all kinds of false accusations on top of that, because they, the, the goal here was they wanted him dead. They wanted him dead a long time. But now the time had come because prior they could not touch him before his time. But the time now had come. For Jesus to do what God had sent him here to do. And that was to die for our sins. Pilate marveled at the fact. That everything that was being hurled. At Jesus. And he did not answer. To me this is one of the most powerful things. Among many. That I personally. Love about Jesus that each day I'm trying to learn. And I remember the first time I observed this particular um, what's the right word? This particular action when I read it, it was in maybe 2001 or maybe even two. But I remember it was the year The Passion came out, the movie The Passion. That was produced by Mel Gibson. And I, when I went back to read, of course, the death of Jesus Christ, I remember this. And I'm like, wow. You know, I wish I could be like that. I'm not totally there, but I've gotten better over the years. And may I become more better? But no matter what they hurled at Jesus, he did not defend himself. He didn't say, oh, they're lying." he didn't try to prove his innocence. He didn't try to, you know... Even stand up for himself. He just said nothing. So the fact that he didn't say anything. Pilate was marveled like, wow, you got nothing to say? And to me, that is a powerful statement. He was silent. But yet, it was one of the most loudest characteristics that Jesus Christ demonstrated. And one of the most powerful Now, of course, the crowd exchanged Jesus the Messiah, the King of Kings, for Barabbas, a murderer, a rebel, a murderer. And even though Pilate himself knew that the chief priests had handed Jesus over out of envy and wickedness, he still complied with their request instead of releasing him. But of course, prophecy had to be fulfilled. But Pilate knew he was innocent. But yet, instead of standing up, Pilate went along with the crowd. As Christians, or whatever you call yourself, I prefer to be called child of God, believer, watchman on the wall, contender of the faith, because everybody out here calling themselves a Christian. But, you know, if that's what you call yourself, fine, because that's what we are supposed to be. We are supposed to stand up and speak out against things when it's not right. I don't say we have to be like a bulldog or a bulldozer. And sometimes some of us might come off that way because we, we're we so passionate and we, you know, we don't want people to, to go to hell. And some of us, we just rough around the edges, but either way, the key is should always be the heart of the person and knowing that the person is of the Lord. But either way, what I'm trying to say here is, it's important to speak up for those that cannot speak up for themselves. Now, in this case, well, Christ had to go to the cross. But still, at the end of the day, he was still innocent. But I'm just saying, if this was someone else now, and they were innocent from whatever the crime was, and they were about to be crucified. There were many who have been crucified innocently for the name of Jesus, just for the sake of Jesus's name. And their peers would not stand up for them. So Pilate knew he was innocent, but yet he chose to help kill innocent blood, just like Judas helped to betray innocent blood. Instead of doing the right thing, Pilate pacified, or rather, he satisfied the desires, the evil desires, the wicked desires of the chief priests, the scribes, and of course the crowd. Pilate had Jesus scourged. And then he turned him over to be crucified. So Jesus wasn't just crucified. He was, you know, he was scourged. He was beaten. He was well scourged is beaten you know, the skin almost off of his back, he was spat at, he was mocked. I mean, he was, insults were being hurled at him. I mean, he just went through so much and sometimes, you know, it makes me think when I want to complain about something, I remember when I was going through my stuff because boy, Ooh, it was, it was rough and many years of roughness, seriously speaking. But in those alone times when you look to the left and the right and you didn't see people I found a deeper relationship with my God and that's when I was able to learn my God better and also to be able to hear from God in those valley moments and I'll tell you something sometimes I would complain about certain things and I remember I would hear the Lord saying to me can it ever compare to what Christ went through and when I would go back and think on that what Christ did I would just shudder and I was like you know what no it ain't and to this day I still hold fast to that whenever I get tempted to complain to the Lord about something I'm like you know what this could never compare to what Jesus went through, and even people who were martyred, but the highest price was Jesus Christ. But there are many who died viciously, but the lead is Christ. And of course, Jesus himself said, no servant is greater than his master. But yet we look around today and they say they're servants, but yet they think they're greater than Jesus. But that's a whole different episode. After Pilate handing him over to be scourged and to be crucified, of course, they began to mock him. They clothed Jesus in a purple robe. And they placed a twisted crown of thorns on his head. And then they mocked him on top of all of that. They struck him. They spat on him. You know, depending on which book you were reading, the crucifixion of Jesus, because, you know, you have mark matthew luke and of course john the first three which is matthew mark and luke which is known as the synoptic gospels you would read somewhere where it would say on where they said prophesy who hit you you know they were just making mock and 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 all jesus really went through a whole lot of of suffering and sometimes the smallest thing we go through we like babies And oftentimes I have to be reminded of, listen, this ain't nothing compared to what Christ went through. And it ain't nothing compared to what many people in certain countries are going through. And I always get back to that humbleness. And when they had finished mocking him and beating him, they took off that purple robe and they placed his own clothes on him. And of course they let him out. To be crucified. And as they were leading him out. Simon. A Cyrenian. Was forced to carry. Jesus' cross. Where he was brought. To Golgotha. And of course there they. Then they. Put him on the cross. And then they gave him wine mingled with myrrh. To drink. And of course he did not take it. He refused it. So you see Simon. Was forced To bear. Jesus's cross and in our walk with the Lord, there's some crosses we too are going to have to bear just like Jesus had to bear the cross of going to the cross for us. And of course, Simon, he had to carry it for him. And after they had finished crucifying him, they divided his clothes. And then they began to cast lots to determine who should get what. Now, as I was reading this part yesterday, and like I said, I've, how many times have I read these stories? But each time, each year, something sticks out that didn't stick out maybe last year or the year before, five, 10 years ago. And what I saw as I was reading, I saw three, six, and nine, threes. Jesus was crucified on the third hour. And that's when they wrote the inscription, the king of the Jews, above his head. And Jesus was also crucified, um, Mark says, between two robbers, one on the left and the other one on the right. People also who passed by while he, was being, while he was hanging on the cross, they also blasphemed him. So not only did they put a robe on him, a crown of thorns, and they were hitting him before they got him up on the cross, even when he was on the cross, being, even while he was nailed to the cross, as people passed by and they looked on him, they blasphemed him. And the, even the chief priests, along with the scribes, made mock of him amongst themselves. And even those who were crucified with him, except for one, they all reviled him and hurled insults at him. And on the sixth hour, darkness had come upon the land until the ninth hour. And Jesus cried out at the ninth hour. So on the third hour, he was crucified. On the sixth hour, The entire land, darkness fell upon the entire land. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the people that were nearby when he cried out before giving his last breath, they thought that he was crying out for Elijah. And, of course, they ran to put a sponge in his mouth with sour wine to have him to drink so he could shut up. And as he gave one more last cry, he cried out with a loud voice and he breathed his very last breath. Or oh, like we would say back when he gave up the ghost. And at that moment, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top, to the bottom and the centurion who was present when this happened said truly this man was the son of God and indeed he was and he still is and Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph or Hoses depending how you pronounce it I'm not sure and also Salome were also followed They followed closely. They followed Jesus, not just in life, but also when he was on the cross. They followed him all the way. You understand? These were the women that not only followed him, but they ministered to him when he was in Galilee, along with many other women who had come up from Jerusalem with Jesus. They were all present. They were all present. And when evening had arrived, which of course was preparation day, which was for the day of Sabbath, the Sabbath, the day before Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, I know I didn't say that correctly. Arithmia, sorry. Who was a prominent council member. He was also a believer. And he too was also waiting for God's kingdom to come. He bravely, went and approached Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus in order to give him a proper burial. Now, also, I want to interject here real quickly, Um because this year, even though I'm doing this episode on Mark 15 and 16, this year's um, Lent, I actually, for the first time, not the first time, because I've read it before, but um this is the first time I'm, I actually um was reading directly from the book of John cuz most of the time it was either Matthew Mark or Luke but this time I focused on John for my personal self while I was doing my reading for me for this holy season and something that stood out in John's reading um as far as Joseph asking Pilate for Jesus's body and burying him and John, I'm not sure which chapter it was uh, or what verse, but it states John, I'm sorry. It states that Joseph approached Pilate. And of course, Pilate gave consent and did give Jesus's body in order for it to be buried. And he bought spices and stuff like that. But it also says that Nicodemus, now, Nicodemus was the one who visited Jesus. I think he was a tax collector. I'm not sure. I, I can't, you know, remember right now. But anyway, Nicodemus was the one that visited. He was, um no, he was not a tax collector, actually. He was a prom, he was, I think he was a Sanhedrin. And he visited Jesus at night in order not to be seen. And he also came, And brought spices in order to help Joseph with the burial of Jesus Christ. So that is something that John's gospel says that I don't think the other three do say. But John's gospel did say that. And I was like, wow, Nicodemus. So I just wanted to make a quick note of that there real quickly before... Um, moving on. And it also tells us here in Mark that Joseph brought fine linen and he took him down and wrapped Jesus's body in this fine linen. And then he laid him in the tomb, which was cut out of a rock. And when he was finished laying him to rest, he rolled the stone against the opening of the tomb in order that, you know, no one would get in. I'm sure he wasn't thinking that somebody was going to get out or that Jesus was going to get out. But yes indeed he did. Oh God, thank you so much. And of course, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph or Jose, watched and they saw where Jesus was laid to rest. So now these are my notes from or my observations from Mark 16. After the Sabbath had passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices to anoint Jesus. What I keep seeing was the dedication and the love of these women. Not just Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph and Salome, but also the women that followed him from Galilee and Jerusalem, that was with Jesus all the way till the end, mm. all the way until the end, you know their love and their dedication were so amazing. these women they truly, truly loved Jesus, they loved their lord Jesus Christ, they loved their 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 Rabboni. they followed him everywhere he went, and they also ministered to him. When he was still alive. And here they were. Still coming. To see their God. Even though. He had been dead by this point, Three days. They followed Jesus all the way. To the cross. And to his temporary. Resting place. And when the men. Ran they couldn't be seen. I think the only one that I remember anything written of being at the cross, was John, the Apostle John, because Jesus turned to him and said, Behold thy mother, and woman, behold thy son. And from that day on, John took her into his home. But the rest were all, I don't know where they were, but they were all over the place hiding. probably In the upper room at that point, I guess. But, It was the women who didn't back back. They stood there firm. They stood there till the end, including his mother. They did not run away. You know, their love and their dedication for their Lord, Jesus Christ. You know, they were steadfast and firm and nothing like a good woman. Or better yet, a true woman of God. And indeed, these women are great examples of women of God. These women, they followed Jesus during his life and even unto death. You know what? Their love reminds me of the love that David had for the father. Especially when we read 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. But mostly when you read those Psalms. And you hear how David pours out his heart to the Lord. You could feel David's love for God. The same way you could feel the love of Jesus for his father, God Almighty. That's the way, the kind of love it reminds me of these women. And the way Joseph loved God also. And it also reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and of course Daniel. Their unwavering love for the Lord. It was unwavering and unconditional love for the father, and of course now for his son, Jesus Christ. And when they came to the tomb, it was early in the morning. The Bible tells us it was early in the morning on the first day of the week. And the women sought the Lord. Imagine, they sought him in life and they were still seeking after him, even in death. But of course, he was not where they last saw his body being laid. And when they entered, the angel told them not to be alarmed, that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one who was crucified, is risen. And of course, the angel of the Lord told the women to go and tell his disciples that he is risen. And of course, the women went quickly fleeing from the tomb. And the Bible tells us in Mark 16, verse 8, that they trembled and were amazed. And this verse also tells us that they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And when Jesus rose early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to none other than who? Mary Magdalene, of whom he cast out seven demons. She then went out and told the disciples. And when Mary Magdalene told them that she saw Jesus, Of course, they did not believe. And he later appeared in another form to two of the disciples. And they went also and told the rest. But yet, they still did not believe. So it wasn't just Thomas. It was also them too. And Jesus later appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. Jesus immediately rebuked their unbelief. And the hardness of their heart because they did not believe the report of those who first saw him after he was risen and who came and told him then Jesus commissioned them to go into all the world which means the entire world and to preach the gospel to every single living creature and he says whoever believes and is baptized will receive the beautiful and wonderful gift of salvation that has come through Christ Jesus who died for our sins. And whoever does not believe will be condemned eternally. And those who believe in his name will go on to cast out demons, speak in tongues, and they will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, in no way will it harm or hurt them. And they will also lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And after Jesus had finished talking to them, God received him into heaven where to this very day he sits at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty. And the Bible tells us that the apostles went out and preached everywhere with the Lord working with them confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your only begotten Son to die for our sins, giving us the ability to receive the free gift of salvation that comes through Christ Jesus. Thank you for washing our sins away. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to add a little commentary before um closing off and giving the quote of the episode. And I, you know, I want to start once again by, you know, giving God thanks first and foremost for the opportunity to receive his grace and his mercy through the work that Jesus accomplished at the cross so that you know, we are we have the ability to receive everlasting life through him, Christ Jesus, who died for our sins. And if you are listening to the sound of my voice and you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you have fallen away like I had many years ago, either way, it is not too late. You are still here. You're still alive, just like I was. You can receive him as savior, and if it's your first time, and you have not received him, you can go ahead and receive him. And if not, it's not your first time. You've been here or been there with Christ before, and you fell in, You've fallen away. Excuse me. The same applies. You just go to Him, you repent, turn away from your sins and ask Jesus to forgive you and to come into your heart and to accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior and to begin to walk anew, pick up your cross and to follow Him and to get into His Word, the Word of God, prayer, fasting and living a life that is holy and set apart for Him. Now is the time. Now is the time. Every day people are leaving here at an alarming rate. And God forbid, if something happens and you have not yet accepted or received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you won't have eternal life. Instead, it would be the opposite. Jesus, the Messiah who has ascended to the right hand of the Father, is coming again. And like I said, God forbid if something happens to you before His return. Either way, you want to know and to make sure that you have made your election sure. Choose the narrow way because it leads to Christ, which leads to eternal life. So I'm going to go on to my quote of the episode. In this episode's quote is, there is perfect passivity that is not laziness. It is a living stillness born of trust. I'm going to read it one more time. There is perfect passivity that is not laziness. It is a living stillness born of trust. And of course, it's taken from none other than my favorite devotional or one of my favorite devotionals, which is Streams in the Desert. So that is basically the conclusion of my Holy Week episode for this year, 2020. Twenty-three. Once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. If this episode or this podcast has indeed been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. The gospel does not cost anything. However, it does cost us to share it with others or to produce it. But it has already been paid by none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So all we have to do is just share. It doesn't cost anything. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, and Podomatic.com. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, CastBox, Playerfm, FM, Podacy, Podtail, and Deezer, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. You can also feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, which is entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a devotional audio podcast featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes, Google, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement Podcast. Remember, as long as there is life, there's still hope. It's never too late while you're still here to accept Christ remember that now is the time remember him while you're still young remember him while you're still here remember him while you're still able have a blessed and happy resurrection Sunday because guess what our God is not dead our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ is risen and he's coming again. So enjoy your Resurrection Sunday when it comes around tomorrow and be blessed.